Okay, good evening everybody. New topic uh, in tefillah, in prayer. That's nipple, falling down. Like, the isnapal of Hashem, and I prostrated, I fell down in front of Hashem. Nipple is tefillah hadoyme, in a type of, uh, of, of prayer, which says, the taste of Esther, the tadaber, and Esther came in front of Achashverosh, the tipol lefnei raglav, and she fell on her feet. Now remember, in the beginning, Esther gets Haman killed, but then she has to plead for the Jewish people for the original decree to it can't be overruled, but to be transformed by by giving new decrees. And she's going to be pleading for the Jewish people. One thing is Achashverosh in a moment of emotion to kill an adversary, Haman, who had had nightmares, a dream, nightmare, that, a couple nights before, who he thought was uh, jumping on his wife, who the scene looked, didn't look well, and in an act of emotion, he killed Haman. Another thing, the Jews were not his friends. He did not, the amazing thing is, Achashverus was no friend of the Eden, and now he has to go ahead and decree that all the Jews should be Spared and saved, and ultimately put Mordechai as essentially as viceroy. So Esther comes in, not knowing what's going to happen, and she she falls by Achashverosh's feet. The tivcha, the she cries, she pleads, lahaver to overturn, to, to remove the ra of Haman, which is for genocide. The tsura, this the falling down, this nefilah, is a specific type of bakasha. A powerful type of bakasha, hakoyleles, which encompasses hachna gedoyla, a tremendous level of humility, achenayifel bespatlas of nekayish A person falls down, literally realizing front of Hashem. V'yesh bezeh tarte. There are two aspects to this kind of prayer of, of nifal. Chada, firstly. It is a specific type of prayer of nefilah. It's a specific type of prayer which is unique, which is um, unique, which we didn't mention um, before. Of you know, literally throwing oneself, uh, throwing oneself down. So one is nefilah, and we'll see. Does mean literally go down uh, or physically? But another thing, it's a general. Type of prayer, but Suzu Shahanava, very spotless, with humility and nullification, that everything's up to Hashem. There's no, I, I do not have the ability to achieve what I need over here. It's, I, sometimes we fool ourselves, everything's always up to Hashem. But it's a moment of clarity, of, of, of vision, and, and how a person is mispalal, a person prays, that they literally throw themselves down. Not just physically, but emotionally, spiritual, in front of Hashem, and plead, plead like Esther did. There, the, the, we plead. V'nir lefina esdaiti. The nir to the little more kitzli derech tefila. If you want to understand how this is kind of this kind of prayer, I'm gonna. We should learn it from Matanas Niemah. The laws. He's gonna quote the Rambam over here of how you give to the poor. Because this kind of tefillah, this kind of prayer of nipple, throwing oneself down to Hashem, is really like a pauper, a true pauper coming in front of a, a person 
to ask for charity. Now today, when you have a poor person knocking on your door or coming into a shawl, it's typically not like the old days. In the old days, and I'm not talking that long ago, maybe a hundred years ago, when somebody came knocking on your door, they did not have bread for their family for dinner. <laughs> okay? There was no security net. People died from starvation. But in Jerusalem, in World War I, there were many people who literally died of starvation. In, in, in societies, in the Gentiles, they say the Jews took care of themselves typically. But in society, there was no government welfare. There was no help. There, there, was, there was, in certain periods of time, it was very poor. And people, if they, 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 they could die. I mean, when the Gemara talks about charity, they talk about people who don't have three meals in their fridge for the week, for the day. They, can literally, they need all three meals. They're, they're literally going to starve to death. There are people who did not have money for medical care. And if they didn't have the medicine, they would die. Or their children will, would, would die. Or they had no place to sleep. Mamish. They were, they, they, were, they were totally poor. So a person who's coming like that, when they have children crying at home for food, literally have no food, or you have a kid dying in bed and you need medicine, you come very differently than today. People today, they're well fed. By the way, most people who need money, they need money, they're not. It's, 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 a, it's a for sure a mitzvah. My point is, is typically, typically, they're not coming like that. There are people who are looking to lose their home and they feel it, and they, it's acute like that. Um, and there are people who have, don't know, need a job, and they're, they're very needy people. But, 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 but often in the old days, there was literally a question that came knocking at your life and death. You know, the stakes were high. Other than knocking the door, they couldn't marry their daughter, they had no mind for a wedding. Okay, these are serious things, and we, you know, certainly very big mitzvahs as well. But we'll for, because of that, if we want to feel throwing ourselves on our feet, that was what very often the poor people did once upon a time. And even today, again, I'm not, I'm not mitigating at all the needs of, 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 of our name of poor people today. I'm just trying to say it's not as much as our personal experience to see a person literally crying for food because that's typically not the case. There's a way bigger safety net today, albeit there are still many people who have very great needs. Sometimes there are medical needs, all kinds of other needs. So, the Dhamma Stabber, why are we giving charity to the poor? Shakaj Adam. Right, Hashem answers our prayers like we're a pauper asking for, for something we need. Like we're knocking on Hashem's door, asking, we're begging, pleading for our needs. This is the language of the Rambam, Mamanides, and Hilchas, and Matanis, and even the laws of the gifts to the poor. We know that according to what a pauper is lacking, what a poor person is lacking, we're obligated to give it to him. If he has no clothes, Clothe him, it may look clear to it, but buy its kind of if he has no vessels to eat with, buy those vessels. It may look Isha, if he can't get married, he has no money, help him get married. Maybe he, I say Isha, she's a lady, she doesn't have a married man. I feel a darker, she's not on it. Now, this is a very interesting thing. The Talmud says in Ksubis and Shokhanach, Paskins, Paskins like that if a rich person loses all their money, the, the, the charity is actually to bring them back to their basic self esteem. For example, if this rich person who's have people running in front of their horse, um, and now he doesn't have that money, in order for him to have that um, necessary need, the self-esteem, again, I'm not going to go into the details right now, you would actually, be, it would still be charity to give him the money to have someone run in front of his horse as well. For Aniyah Machazer al-Apsachim, in his kakalomatan. So that's a halacha number one. 
when a person comes with a de- definite need, you give it to them, even if they're once rich, and they need a, what we would view a, as a luxury to get back to their lifestyle, that's a need for them. That's a need. Right? And you should help them cover the need. If a, now, halakha number two, if an ani knocks on your door, door just randomly, hello, I'm collecting for, I need this, you do not have to give them a lot of money. You can give them a small amount of money. For also the hotsuka now if this is very important, if a poor person ever comes to me, you have to give them something. Even if you give them a small amount, you shouldn't turn a pauper away and humiliate. Now we're not doing the laws of stuck today, but the, the Allah is you have to give any pauper. If a person comes to you for a, an organization, for a yeshiva, a kolo, a chesed organization, kirov, even though those are amazing things to support, we should all support them, you're not obligated to give to anyone. If someone knocks your door, I'm collecting for yeshiva or so-and-so, I think you should give him. You'll have a chelik in Torah. But you're not obligated. You're obligated, we are obligated to give to a poor person. If a guy comes to us and says, I have no food, I can't, I need a matter of my door, we're obligated to give him. No, no. How much should we give? We give him a buck. You know, 50 cents, a quarter, five bucks, whatever you appeals, appeals to you. But you're not obligated. So, if a, so here's again, halakha number one is, if a person has a real need, you have to help him fulfill that need. Halakha number two is, a regular person just comes to you asking for money, you have to give them something, but nothing major. This is, this is, for the, this is the language of the Rambam. By the way, there are many laws of tzedakah, which are kedahic to learn, of when we're obligated to give, when we're not obligated to, who we're obligated to give, but we're just talking about poor people right now. How many important lessons we can learn of davening from these laws of charity. If we want our prayers to be answered in the positive, we need to have the request and it would have to be that a wealthy person should have to give to the Ani. We're talking about right now how the level of intention or kavana, not just the words. The Ramam explains and elucidates there are two conditions which we mentioned for, for, for charity to get, to get your request. Number one is you need to come as a pauper, as a needy person, with a definite need. Um, the, the obligation is to help the person get whole again, if they come with definite need. And feel also, the first tonight is, when we come to Davin, with a total clarity, first of all, we need this. We are desperate for this. It bothers us, you know, again, if a poor person needs bread for his children, he comes crying. He needs medicine. He needs, comes crying. Imagine, Khalila, you have a relative that needs to get to the ICU and there's no room, you will cry. Right? You feel that need. It's definite, it's powerful, it's emotional. It's, you recognize there's nobody else who can help you. As Esther goes in front of Akashverish. The only people who can save her people Jewish people at that moment is Akashver. So Esther comes, literally falls at his feet because only the only human being who can help is Akashverish. Sometimes it's very easy. 
right? When you're praying for, uh, for a sick person, a relative, and the doctors say there's no hope, there's little hope, if you, again, as a, as a Rav, I was many times in hospitals and ICUs, if there's a baby, if there's a spouse, a child, if any child, a relative, or persons, you know, um, need, can, be, can be cured by a surgery, there's a, a bypass, whatever it may be, Right, you see people diving, and they know it's holding up to Hashem. Certainly, there are certain times they can't even fool themselves that the doctor doesn't even think there's a shot. Because sometimes we believe the doctors can do things independently. The doctor is only as much as Hashem will help. Of course, go to the best doctors and the best medical care, but it's all shluchim from Hashem. Or chayser parnasa. Person, as I said, it's davar mamish. So some people. They come to cry, please, Hashem, I, I need I need a living, I need to support myself. And they daven, they recognize they've tried, and they, it's only up to Hashem, or the health is only, only up to Hashem. And they're misnapping, they may not fall on the ground, but they're, they're, they've put their head down in front of Hashem. I had this reason, I daven like this reason, a couple things. Like, I just realized I was totally dependent on the Rebbeinah It's like, whatever I would do, but Hateva, was I had no real solution I, I think I shared this once. There are two Yom Kippurs, like in the middle of Yom Kippur, like with this Erev in San Jose. It was like mission impossible. I, the fact there's an Erev, I'm just talking right now, the fact that there's an Erev, and not just a good Erev, an excellent Erev in San Jose, is a nace. <laughs> if anyone knows this, it's me. It's a nace. It was literally mission impossible. It doesn't make sense there's an Erev there. You're not talking about a massive community. What we did there, you know, it's a, it was quite expensive, half a million dollar Arab, right? It's a glot Arab, it's a huge Arab, it's, but it's on all over the right away. We didn't use private, it's all public domain, it's on Caltrans land. And do you understand? I didn't even realize when I started this Arab in 2009, Governor Schwarzenegger's Caltrans put a law there would be no more Arabs on, on their land. Now, who is taking on Caltrans? The state, the, the state mammoth with tens of thousands of workers, billions of dollars of budget, in the most bureaucratic state in the country, and little Amechad is going to take, they want to tell you, you we, it was a nace. And, and the no's were easy for them, and we really had very little recourse. And, and, and what they requested, you can't even imagine, I just like, I'm literally, I put my head on Yom Kippur, as, uh, on Yom Kippur, I played that with my family, and, and people are shul, and I'm really not, but like, I felt, like, I just put my head down, and I, you know, the community needed an Arab. There are people, Machal Shabbos, because that not, not only just Jews, other mothers are stuck home. For the sake of the growth of the community, for the, for the happiness, Shalom bias. A hundred reasons you need an Arab. Of course you need an Arab. I, put my head, I said, I just it was not enough. I, I still remember, you know, I put my head down on my shtanah, and I said, it's not on me, Hashem, it's, uh, the, this is for Kalyan, so they need it. Right? But I, I felt, I'm telling you, I felt it was nothing to do with me, and I was the one going meeting with everyone to do it. And I knew that whatever I did, I was just a monkey. <laughs> it was like there's nothing I knew to say to do to do, you know. And I could choose, by the way. I'm not pretty good at that. I and I, I it was not. It was all Hashem, and I knew that. And I dominated in that way. I put my head down. I was like, and and by the way, I still as I'm saying, I can feel myself. This is. Seven, eight years ago on Yom Kippur, I'm, I can feel it now, how I felt that. It's like actually quite, quite all, all, all you know what I'm saying? I felt, it's all Hashem. That's how Esther felt at the moment. You, you can experience sometimes a person diving there, they literally fall down from Hashem. 
whether it's for medical, for health. But he says, says Rav Pincus, but when it's things that you don't, you know, it's, let's say, a slacha a person wants to be a big tamachachim, they, they want to learn shas. They want to know shas. They want to have yir shamayim. They want to truly fear Hashem. They want to feel, they want to be a bal chesed, a kind person. They don't want to have a temper anymore. Oh, they, oh, they want this for their spouse or for their children. Or kavlo. You want to know? It's going to be how much you want it. How empty you feel without it. Do you feel like you are lacking without it? Is it like, oh, Hashem, that would be very nice to have your Shemaim. What a nice thing. Hashem, I would like to, to learn Shas. I would love it. Very, very nice. Shmak. Yeah. Wonderful. Or, Hashem, I can use, you know, a few extra years. Whatever it may be. You know when you're going to be answered. When you daven and you feel it. Is it a luxury or a necessity? Are you knocking on the door and saying, please, I can't, I, I have no bread for my children? Or, you know, I, I'm living, I, can you send some help? You know, nice, it'd be nice if you help me out. I have money, but it'd be, you know, it'd be nice. It, how you daven is how you'll be answered, just like the pauper. And if to you, this is all important and you throw yourself at Hashem, then you'll be, then you'll be answered. We already elaborated this earlier chapters. That's the estate of Nipo, of, of falling down, throwing yourself down. Shanaifel, that you put yourself down. The Naisib offer Pilach Hasreino. The feet, Mashiuchal, and you, you, you literally plead in front of Hashem. I'm telling you, I had an experience like that. Not like that, but like that, because I felt there's nothing I could do. It's like, you know, and it needs Yahat and the Shmaya. I try to feel like that with everything, to be honest. I'm just. I can't say I'm always like, far from always successful. But yeah, I'm just, just tricking back to that time with the Arab. There's other things in my personal life I, I've done. The time with that Arab, literally I had this feeling. I just, there, this is such a need. It's probably, I never use the Arab. I don't use Arabs. Like, my wife and kids use it when we're saying, I was like, how do you use it? It wasn't about me. But I felt that need. My wife needed it. I felt my wife's need. <laughs> but I felt that need. And to me, I put my head down on Pasha Yom Kippur. I just like, and, I, and trust me, I dominant. Um, if whatever we have that kind of feeling, we're like paupers, that's what Shem says it. You want your wife to be healthy? You want to be healthy? You want, you want your kid to do tshuva? Your brother to do tshuva? You want to be a tzaddik? You want your kid to be a tzaddik? You want your parents to be healthy? You want to be understand shots? You daven like a pauper, like you're desperate for that's not getting answered. For the tear be called Sifatilam. You read actually personally read Psalms to Hillam. You read Dava, the language, the of the language of Tehillim. David Hamelech, Marich, David pleads with Hashem, Hashem, please. I desperately need it. Nafshi Tsamala like him. I I yearn. To connect to Hashem, he yearns for salvation. Begging! God he feels like a pauper. And even when David's Melech Yisrael, he's the king of Israel, he feels like a pauper. And he davens that way. And when you come like a pauper, then you get answered. Then it's not just, you give a little bit. You get what you need. You know what I mean? And it's painful. You feel lost. 
And the Gemara, uh, the Gemara says in Timura, Kachim, or Yaivitz, Yaivitz was Asnil ben Kaz. Asnil ben Kaz, after Moshe, then comes Yeshua, then it comes Asnil ben Kaz, is from the early judges, the early leaders, Asnil ben Kaz, Yaivitz was the Gadol Hador. Okay? So in, in, in the Talmud says that based on a Pasuk in different Yaman Chronicles, should Hashem answered. So this is the Talmud uh, Darshans expounds on, on this Pasuk. So it says in different Yaman Aleph Dalad, the Yikra Yaivitz. Yaivitz calls out to Hashem. Okay, so, Lamor, say, in Baruch Tevarcheni, if you bless me, Verbi says, Gvulai, and you expound my boundaries, Vayis Yad Chaimi, and your hand is with me, Vayasim Mirle Vilti Atzavah, you with me, that it should be sad, uh, and I will bring Hashem whatever he asks. Says the Talmud, in Baruch Tevarcheni, she was desperate for Torah. Shem give me Torah, Asnil ben Kanaz, Yetzin Moshe Rabbeinu Yeshua. And he was desperate, desperate for Torah. Verbi says, Gulai betalminim, he's asking for students, he wants to be a big Rosh Hashiva. Vais Yad Chaimi, and you're with me, the Shalishtach Tamudim, I shouldn't forget my Torah study. Vaasimiri, she's Damlu Reim, come over and give me peers so I can learn with and teach with and share Torah with. Take me off track. If you do that for me, that's good. If I don't have that, if I don't have, if I'm not this Rosh Hashiva, if I don't have Torah, if I can't teach, my life is nothing. That's how he davened. I'm going to HLL. I have nothing in this world. He goes, oh, I I've been so many told me that I don't even. That, okay, it'd be nice. I'm still a learned person, I'm not top, you know, from the best Jews around us. Neil Ben Kanaz. Nah, he, and he was already the leader then. I need this Hashem, and if I don't have this, I'm like dead. Miad v'yavlo Hashem answers him immediately. It was no gale lechayev, but It was a pure life and death necessity to him. It's not a luxury. And then Hashem answers, just like a pauper. If something is not, if something is a nice thing to a person, right? A nice thing, okay, you get it, you don't get it. If something is life and death, all important, you're a parent. If your kid comes crying to you, this is so important and it makes sense, you'll give it to him. If it's a nice thing, I'd say we appreciate it. You know, kids are always asking for things, you know. It's just how, you know. Everyone wants to think. Someone asks you something, but it's life and death. So Asnil, being a Rosh Hashiva, being a Godel and Torah, not forget his was literally all, he was desperate. And that's why he was answered. <laughs> he was desperate. And that's how he prayed. And he was in the snapple. He fell in front of Hashem. Not the physically. He was humble. Only Hashem, you can give this to me. Only you, Hashem. Hatsanah Hashemi. Now the second thing we, we discussed what the Ram said by the laws of, of Matnas and Niyam, about giving to the poor, is if an Ani is Matzah of Sachem, you come like an Ani knocking on the door, it's just cast in Staka, you, you you're obligated to give him, it's a poor person, you gotta give him something, but it can be a quarter, it can be nothing, a ta- even a 15, 20 cents, it has to be a Shabbat or whatever it is, nothing, you wanna give a dollar, five dollars, Okay, eighteen dollars. You don't have to give a hundred, hundred eighty, a thousand. 
This is by When a person has a tzara, he needs some money right now. He needs money to pay for something. Could be a very good cause. Medical causes, weddings, mortgage, whatever it may be. Viratsmi says he starts knocking on doors, and he davens also. And he goes to tzaddikim for blessings, or Chashavar says a sick person in his house, an ill, ill person, physically ill, mentally ill, both. Uh, a person has a relative that's very ill, so they start going to doctors, and he gets all kinds of cures. They got more mitfila and davens. Of course, I'm not from Jew. I'm Orthodox. I'm Ben Torah. Of course, he's a daven. Because it's part of uh, uh, doing my, my role to get better for my brother. Let's say, you know why? Because you rely on Dr. Jacobs or Dr. Chan and you believe that um, in this new medicine or this new vaccine or this new cure, I'm in the best hospital, Stanford, no, it's not the best hospital, but uh, whatever it is, trust me, they don't have the best customer service. I, I, I dealt with patients there. <laughs> They're a good hospital, but uh, Right, the best hospital. Where I'm going. This is great. And then I'm also going to die. I'm also going to. I need that tea. I'm religious. I have a yama consensus, and I'm going to get some rachas. And I'll give staka to. I'll get blessings from whatever city in Israel. But this is like an anim anim You know, you're diving, Hashem. You're knocking on doors. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. That's like a pauper. It comes to different places. You lost look to Hashem. Well, if you're doing that, yes, Hashem will give you something, you're not going to get it all. You're going and you're believing in all of your Ashtalas. You believe it. And with that, you're also coming to Dab. And you look up to Hashem. Hashem says, help me, please. Because I have to ask Hashem. I can't just ask everyone else. I've got to ask Hashem also. Then Hashem will give you matanamatas. You'll get a little gift. Uh, as Ram says, if you go to a port, if you're only going to doors, everyone you do something. But you're not, Hashem not necessarily will give you more of that. This is in human dynamics and in human relationships. In Let's say an Ani comes to your door, right? Knocks on your door. And he says, I need a big gift, big check. This is like coming recently. I need big check. Big check. No, 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 no. I need schum gadol. Big, a large amount. Please, you know, I need, I need a, a glacier check. A glacier check. A glacier check. A big check. Um, and very often, people will give him a small check. He wanted a thousand, he gets ten bucks. He wanted eighteen hundred, he gets five bucks. Whatever it may be, he'll get a big check. Now what is When a guy comes to the door, what is he thinking? He says, I need a big check. So the, the proprietor of the house, the person giving the check, fair on things, I'll get it from somebody else. I'll give you a five. I'll give me a give hundred bucks, hundred eighty. Get the big check from another house. It's not up to me. You're coming to me, I have to give you something. I don't have to give you a lot. Right? I don't have to give you a lot. Something. the most cheap guy. He won't die. If you ask him, I'm giving something to other people. If you ask the most constant, the biggest cheap guy, when he when he closes the door on him, 
right? Not, he's, he's tight-fisted. Um, do you see, think a pauper came to my house, he's going to die of starvation, right? Um, no, he thinks he won't get it from me. There are more other people who can give money. <laughs> hey, Rabbi, I give, I give money to other places. You'll go to other people. You know, I know certain people. They love to send people to people. They don't want to give. They'll, they'll give the money. But everyone thinks that. I'm just not going to die. I'll go to somebody else. But if this guy, even a cheap guy, if a guy comes to the door and says, He's, he, if he doesn't, if you don't, if you don't give him money, then he's going to die. He's, gonna, he's literally going to die. He has no food. He has nothing, right? In a minute, his kids are going to starve to death. Of course, you're going to give it to him. It means even the cheapskate, if he sees, unless he's totally uh, a wicked person, you have you live in a nice house with heat, with air conditioning, uh, couches, and some of his children are about to die from starvation, literally die. You're not going to say. I'm not going to give you. Almost every human being would say, if they can show you positively that their children are going to die or they're going to die, you're going to give them. You give them $1,000. We'll, even, even if we don't even have it, we'll give it. Someone's going to die in a second. But why do people give it? Because they don't need me. Okay, they need the money. They'll go to the next door. They'll go to the next house. Go to a different show, different community. They'll go to Chicago. They'll go to San Antonio. They'll go to San Jose. They'll go to New York. They'll go to St. Louis, wherever they be. They don't need to come to me and wumbaya for my money. Go to somewhere else. But if they do, if they're going to die in your footsteps, they're going to die right now, you're going to give it. Everyone will give it that. When a person comes and dams Hashem, please have mercy. Right? I need this. My wife needs this. My kids need that. Right? I, by the way, I've said this before. I, to me, Khalil, we should never, no one should ever notice you have a relative who's not religious. You want to watch them live a life and die not from? How do you not cry to Hashem to help them to tshuva? Right? You have a person suffering in your family. You die, you die, and you're suffering. You want to, you really, if you really want to be a Talmud Chacham in this you got to dive in for that. And Hashem will have mercy if you dive like you're desperate. If it's just a nice thing, I'm going to learn and I'll ask Hashem, let me do this, please. Or it's part of my due diligence. That's Nipal. Nipal is you're throwing yourself down. It's not, it's Gamar. Hashem, it's all up to you. I, I, I'm going to try, I'm going to learn every day to be, but I don't know, I will not be a Tamachach I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to go swimming, but Hashem, my heart, I have a person, you know, when people have a weak heart, they have their cholesterol, they're getting all kinds of tests, so they know that, but it's, everyone has a weak heart, everyone needs health. You think you're just going to be healthy and, you know, you're, you're an exercise of guaranteed health? Give me a dog, Hashem. Give me life. Life. I knew that all of my salvation is from you and all you can say to me. Like an Esther throws it down in front of Achash Shosh. Hashem is the king. Only Hashem can help. That's also when the Talmud says in the Tainus by the, the when Chani and Mago, we know the famous case of Chani and Mago. Sha'og Ugo. Chani Hamago made a circle around him. The Amr Besaycho, and he stood in that circle. The Amr Lafanov, and he said to Hashem, they need rain. I'm swearing, I am not leaving this circle. Until you have mercy on your children. By the way, no rain in Israel 2,000 years ago meant starvation 
Mamish starvation. It means when the, when the Navi talks in the time of Eliyahu, when they were starving to death, or in, Ach, or, or in Elisha's time, where people literally died of starvation in mass because they had no rain. That's what no rain meant. So Chayne makes a circle around him, um, makes a circle around, around him, they didn't have, uh, around him, he says, I'm not leaving a circle to have mercy on your children. And he koyve b'shvua, that he's not coming like an ani. But he says, I'm, he's going to daven, like his whole life, and the Jewish whole, people's whole life depends on it. El and he realized it's not about anything but davening to Hashem. And he threw to Hashem, his tefillah was, Hashem, only you can help. That's what David says in Tehillim Tehillim 131. He complains complains crying to Hashem like a, a one-year-old, a one-day-old baby whose mother's holding him and she's taking care of him day and night. This, if you have a one-year-week-old baby, a two-week-old baby, if there's no mother, what happens to a two-week-old baby? Well, it will die. This child will have no sustenance. And David says, I'm completely de- dependent on you. Um, it's just like a baby, if his mother doesn't get up in the middle to take care of him, he will, will, will not be fed. So without you, I have nothing. Um, he compares himself to the Katinik Klum. He knew nothing, any of his actions are nothing without Hashem. And that's why David was successful. And that's why, by the Mashiach comes to David, Tehillim comes to David. That's Nepal. That's falling down in front of Hashem. The truth is, the, the higher our level of tefillah gets, the more Nepal we have. The more we realize that everything in our lives is dependent on Hashem, and all of our success is dependent on davening to Hashem. And when we realize that, whether it's for our careers, whether it's for our families, whether it's for our health, whether it's for our wealth, whether on a higher level it's for our Torah and our Yerush Shamayim and our connection to Hashem, that's how I yid Davids. Nipple, fall down. And there are moments in your life where you'll realize that, there, that, we, that we can't fool ourselves. Sometimes we imagine uh, we can pull it off. It's not true. We always are dependent on Hashem. But very often, it's, we recognize, it's not, I can't do anything now. It's not up to me at all. There's nothing I can do. That, Rabbi Yisai, is the moment where a person should literally, or at least spiritually, put their head down and just cry to Hashem. And if a person does that, like an Ani, Ani, Hashem will answer his best Hashem in the positive. Okay? We will hold here.